Welcome to the Samson Strength Coach Collective Podcast. We've created this collective in order to grow a network of strength coaches who are consistently raising the standard within our industry and as an educational resource for coaches of all levels. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Samson underscore EQ. This episode features Scott McLafferty, head strength and conditioning coach for Colorado State Football, hosted by Justin Schwend. Thanks for coming to the collective today, uh, Coach Collective. Uh, we have uh, Justin Schwinn. I'm the Human Performance Advisor for the 58 South. I'm also a KBR contractor. Darius Decree is the uh, Head Strength and Conditioning Coach for the 58 South. He's a KBR contractor. Uh, guest today is uh, Scotty McCafferty. He is the Head Strength and Conditioning Coach for Colorado State University. Um, fortunate enough to know Scotty shoot now for 15 years. Yeah, it's, so it's been, been a while. It's been a long, wow. long journey. I have to – to be honest with you, I got to look back and be like, wow, you've been doing this for this long? Jeez. <laughs> been fortunate enough to, to uh, establish a great working relationship and friendship. Uh, we never worked directly together, but always stayed in contact over the almost. years. Almost. Almost. Every- yeah, almost. Tried. Almost. You wanted to stay. You didn't want to come. So. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, long story short, very fortunate to have him on. And um, further ado, Scotty McCaffrey, McCaffrey in two and a half minutes. Um, yeah, so, you know, my name is Scott McClappery. So I, uh, you know, I start, I got my start as a student assistant at Oklahoma State in strength conditioning, you know, played low ball, tried to play low ball and kind of knew what I wanted to do at a young age, man. I, before I left high school, I knew I wanted to be a strength coach. And I'll, you know, the story I have is my line, my best friend was my, his dad was my line coach. So growing up, I was sitting with, you know, I would take the bus with my best friend. We'd go over, we'd train with his dad since I was probably, probably fourth, fifth grade. So, you know, I had an early exposure of training, you know, and so uh, my goals were, you know, like everybody's goals when you're playing football is to, to make it to college and then move on and things like that. So, but, you know, the size thing got me and, you know, I got stuck at six one and barely maybe six one on a good day. So, you know, those things kind of played, played in its hand. So, but, um, you know, he, he, he kind of, he took me under his wing and he goes, Basically, when I was a senior, he took me to an O-line camp up in Nebraska. And I go to Nebraska, and I'm sitting there, and they have the strength conditioning part of it. And I, I don't know, maybe his, you know, so we get on the field stuff. We go into Nebraska, and we go into the weight room, and I just go, whoa. I go, these guys are in collared shirts. They got their tucked in. They've got wet pants. I'm sitting there going, and I walk, and I remember walking out of there going, you can do this for a living? Like, I'm sitting there like, it blew my mind, because prior to that, I was going to be a football coach. Like, I was, like, going to go – phys ed major, you know, do what I need to do and, and become a football coach. And, you know, hopefully everything works out and, and make a living that way. Um, and so, you know, when I saw that and I saw that, I kind of, it just opened my eyes and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And to be honest with you, you know, I, I lived in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So I was familiar with Oklahoma state and I had, uh, you know, at the time, Gary Calcagna was the head strength coach and stuff like that. And I, reached out and I right away before I was even in school in college I reached out and said hey how do I become a strength coach you know how do I start doing this and even asking for workouts uh, you know and that's what that's how I kind of started and and what was great about that is it gave built a relationship before I even started ball and I'm probably going over time but that's you know I'm sorry but um so you know in doing that and I and, and that's where I met that's where I met Yancey McKnight and, you know, in that, in that, and built a relationship with him. And basically you know, I left myself open. I, you know, I 
we'd go train football and stuff like that, you know, and he would ask me, Hey, you want to help me with uh, women's softball? You want to help me do this at the end of the day? You want to help me do this? And I said, yes, I'll do whatever, whatever you say I'll do. And he, and you know him and he has this, he has this persona about him and, and this, this kind of vibe that he puts off that you, it's just, you want to be around him. And, and I think that's just kind of what, what got me started. And then, you know, I get a call one day where he took the head job at La Tech, you know, Louisiana Tech University, and I'm still in school. And so, and, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm happy for you. I'm going to miss you because that's my that's my guy, you know. And, uh, you know, he's, he's starting me in this business. And and so, the next, you know, a week later, he calls me and says, hey, you want my, you want, me, you want a full ride scholarship to La Tech to be a strength coach? I was like, yes, please. You know, I jumped right now, you know, probably a day later, I jumped in the car and got in the car and uh, drove to Louisiana. So after that, uh, spent, whew, how many years were we there? A couple of years there. And I, I even actually, when he took the rice job, um, I actually stayed at back and worked basketball and was just full-time basketball when he kind of left just because we were making that transition anyway, just because they wanted their own guy. They were kind of seeing what was going on with Memphis and all these other schools. And they were like, Hey, we want our own guy. And I just happened to be, I was like, yes, I'll do it. You know, and, and so if you're going to rice, I'll kind of go to the basketball route just for, you know, for the time being. And so, and then, you know, a year later, it gives me a call at rice university and at rice university. I spent five years and, you know, and he got the opportunity to go to Iowa state as the director. And uh, I left behind He kind of said, you know, those are the things he goes that, he, you know, you need to kind of, spread your wings and try to figure this out and I'll help you along the way, but you kind of need to, you know, kind of get your own path going. You know, I've, I've taken you from Oklahoma state to Louisiana tech to rice university, you know, and, it, and this, to be honest with you, it's the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest with you, you know, and you're, you know, you're sitting there going like, well, you know, why would no, you know, why would this guy that I've spent the last, I don't know how many years with, you know, but, in the end, it was the best thing that could ever happen. So I got to learn how to, you, you learn under different people. And then a little bit, probably a year or two later, I think I, yeah, about a year later, I got the opportunity to go to Boston College and uh, under Frank Rhino um, and kind of started there and spent five years. And then guess what happened? You know, you get a phone call from your mentor, uh, one of your mentors and gets me at University of Texas and, uh, gets me back to underneath him as, at the University of Texas. And then two years later, I get the call to go to Boston College as a director. And then now he brought me after Boston College. You know, we got let go at Boston College this past year. And so now I'm at Colorado State. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell, I guess. No, I appreciate it, Coach. It's, it, it's, it's funny how you describe the roots and how you spent time on the roots of your career. And you emphasize that because that's who you are. Um, and then taking that progress to everything else becomes almost like a flywheel. It faster, just fast, 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 and bam, I'm here. Right. Uh, and it's, it's beautiful how that happens really with anybody. And anybody talks about, you know, their career, they, they emphasize the foundation. And uh, that's who they are as a coach. That's how they coach. That's how they believe and all the things. So on top of that, to go with that, um, what motivates you? Um, and when I say that, I want this to be layered. Um, how has it changed from when you started to now, if it has at all? Um, and then also, the second part is, how do you motivate your staff? Right. So what motivates me, and, and this is got you know, and I'll try not to, you know, what motivates me is like, I've had great mentors over the years. Um, Frank Prino, Yancey McKnight, um, Gary Cagney, you know, I've had these guys in my life and my O-line coach back in the day. 
And really it's like, there's a couple of different things go like what motivates me is not letting them down. You know, that's the biggest thing. It's not, they've, they've worked so hard to get me to where I am is I've got to pay that back. And yes, you know, I could get out and I get out of strength conditioning and they'd be fine with it. And they would know that they affected me some way in my life, but you know, it's really paying them back. And then my other thing most motivates me is that I'm trying not to, you know, I try to work every day, not to live with regret, you know, and, and basically, you know, try to keep moving that and, and basically not look back and say, man, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have done that. Cause my goal was to be a head strength coach. When I first initiated and went to Nebraska, met Yancey and I was, Hey, I want to be a head strength coach. That's my goal. And, you know, being able to work through some of that stuff and then, and then looking back and going, Hey, you know, um, you know, it's teachers in school that didn't think you were going to make it, you know, uh, different things like that to sit there and go, Hey, you know, I want to do this for my family one. And then, you know, to kind of prove people right, prove coaches that I've had in my life, right. And prove people, you know, that have kind of set that doubt in my life too, that, you know, that you're probably not, you know, going to be that, you know, that you want to do that. So, and that kind of motivates me on a daily basis. Now, you know, how do I motivate my staff? You know, I, I, I'm a new head strength coach. So this is what's great. I, I do this every day and I'm sitting there like I'm learning as I go, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I know what motivates me, but I know it, it's different from each guy and I'm having to learn that, you know, and it's, it's kind of crazy because I tried to take, I had two different guys, you know, Frank Frino, awesome, awesome guy, Yancey McKnight, unbelievable. So I try to take them and they're a little different in their styles. And so I try to mess those. I'm like, Hey, I go, Hey, what would, what would coach McKnight do right now? What would, you know, what would coach Brino do at this situation? Cause sometimes things happen and you got, you know, and you're trying to be that even kill guy, but you know, you know, I need to get my butt ringed up for me to get it done. So I'm trying to kind of like make that balancing act where I don't take it too far, you know, and I try to, I try to give my staff projects and I try to keep them kind of working, you know, for our system to try to keep kind of growing, but to allow me grow to grow too, you know, so try to get them, you know, involved as much as possible to keep them kind of active in what we do on a daily basis. So, and, 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 and not to speak into, we had a conversation the other day, and I think you said it beautifully about um, one of my former guys that works with you, but you, 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 you also said this beautifully, and if you want to expand upon it, you want your staff to be yeah. themselves. And Correct. I think, so how, how do you go about encouraging them to be so, their own coach? Because you, you, you know. just said it yourself, you right. want to be your own coach. You want to be Scott, you want to be Scotty, you don't want to be, you don't want to be Pirano. You want to be you. So how do you how do you go about encouraging your staff? Because that's a commonality. A lot of people, I mean, especially if you look at these systems out there. If you look at the University of Alabama, and everybody that comes from Cochran wants to be Cochran, right. which it doesn't work anywhere, and it's right. almost foolish. So right. how do you go about making sure that your coaches can be them? So you you kind of like so when you when you have when you go somewhere, and so you know I spent time with Coach McKnight, which I have the bones of what he does and what they do. I have the bones, you know, and, and how we can tweak it and different things like that. And you're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but you're wanting to put your, your kind of your style on it. And I, I told that to our guy the other day. I'm like, Hey, you know, I want, I, I, here, here's what we've done here. Here's the layout. Here's the paper. Here's the um, things that we, you know, that we have. 
So this is all the, the bones. Now put you on it, put your fingerprint on it. You know, and I, and I said this, and I go out, Nate, I want Nate to be Nate, you know? And he's like, Hey, what did, what you guys do? I don't, you know, and I, I just want you to be you. And I want each guy to kind of own that little section of their deal. And yes, the bones are going to be similar and it's going to look very, very similar. Yes. Okay. But if you can tweak something here, maybe there's some new exercise that you've seen in the past two or three years since we've kind of been together that you can kind of incorporate that says, Hey, this looks like a little different style that we're kind of running. Not yes, it's all the same, but we're trying to put our little name on it. So and make this a Colorado state thing and not uh, former Texas or, or any other kind of brand, you know, to style. So, and, and I think that's important to understand coach, because I mean, gosh, in this field, that's, that's part of the problem. These people, they come from the successful program. They try to emulate what they get at the program and every program is different. You don't have the same type of athletes at every other location you've been. Every athlete is different. So you, right. you, you might have bigger athletes. You might have faster athletes. You might just have bigger, faster athletes at one location <laughs> yeah. or the other. So you, you have to build a – you have to emulate somewhat, like you said, like, you know, obviously be on time, do those things, be disciplined. All those things, that doesn't change. That skeleton piece doesn't change. But you might – your program might have to change accordingly. You might need some more some more general physical preparedness stuff. And and right. you, you have to assess that accordingly. And I, and I think yeah. – and and it's it's hard for me to – the same thing, to encourage people to be them. But then at the same time, you want them to be them. But like you said, you got to keep them within, within the tunnel of the system too because yeah. they get outside it's of hard. it. They get it's too hard. independent. And then, and then you're, you're fighting them to, hey, <laughs> this is my ship still at the end of the day. You have to reel them back in. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's that's. It, there's no perfect formula for that, right? But it's it's definitely something I think that's it's crucial that every coach, especially in your position, uh, as they work through, definitely figures out because that's where you build the layers of your staff. Where y'all really, when you say that word, family and, and unity, and and kind of understand everybody on the same. Like I know you and Yance. I know Yance said, Scotty, I need you to do this and this and that. Like you guys cerebrally were on the same page. Like yeah, you got yeah, you knew exactly what great. he wanted. You know but you weren't going to do what he wants to do. And I know you still have ex- exactly what you want. Like you got more juice than anybody you probably ever had. Like you're juiced. You are. I know. I, I, yeah. And, and then I say that in a good way, um, but that's what makes you unique, you know? And I think that that's, that's a unique aspect of you. So anyways, I'll let coach decree kind of jump in. Yeah. Power plate. <laughs> Power plate outside. Yeah. <laughs> Power plates. Yeah. Coach, it's just, it's, no, no problem. No problem. It's just nice to meet and be able to talk to you Thank today, you Coach. I uh, wanted to ask, in, in keeping with the topic of motivation, uh, what is your coaching style? Has oh. it changed as you progressed? And how does it relate to being able to motivate your athletes? A lot of people uh, that are not within our field don't understand the amount of time that we spend with our athletes more so than a lot of times the sport coach. Uh, so our relationships are a little bit, we're very deep connected. So I was just curious right. to get your point of view from that. So how I motivate the athletes is I, you know, and then what, and it, and it's really a lot of what motivates me. Um, you know, I was told a long time ago from a mentor that, that trust is, is, uh, is earned and, give them both ways on both sides of it, you know? And so, you know, and trying to keep that, trying to keep that on a daily basis. And I, I said, I mentioned earlier that I, I am trying to, you know, what motivates me is regret. 
I don't want to live with regret. I want to be able to push forward and, and try to, so that motivates me for kids. I don't want them to have to live with regret. So it's me. I, and, and to me, it's my goal each day is to try to touch each athlete somehow, some way, it, whether it's giving them a high five, whether it's walking by and doing what I need to do um, and, or, or yelling at them. And I'm, I'm an intense guy and, and it's changed over the, it hasn't really changed over the year, but now that I'm a head guy from, from being an assistant to now a head guy, it has changed a little bit. So I'm still trying to keep that same intensity, but in the back of your head, you got a lot of, uh, you know, as assistant, I hate to say this as an assistant, you kind of don't like, um, you kind of don't worry about certain things. You kind of just go and, and you're trying to create an atmosphere and you're trying to um, motivate and drive constantly within your small group that you have your hands on, you know, and as a, as a head guy, you're trying as a bigger picture. So you're trying to multiple groups you're trying to touch, but at the same time, at the back of your head, you're always thinking the, you know, what's going on in these little pods, like what's going on in these little different sections and making sure that they're running the proper way that you want it, you, you want it run or you, what you expect it to be ran. So, you know, it's those things that kind of, kind of creep into you that kind of have, have does change. It calms you down a little bit. Cause you got to think more and you got to think more on the fly. You can't just kind of go with the flow, like as an assistant, you know? So, you know, and, and motivating players is just kind of like, man, you're trying to build this trust and this love and you're trying to build this because once they trust you, they'll do anything. And as, 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 if you can coach them as hard as you possibly can coach them, then they'll really do anything for you. So it's kind of like, you know, using that as my, I don't want them to live with regret. That would be the biggest thing is you've got a player goes, man, I wish I would have trained. I wish I would have done a little more. If I would have done this, if we would have done, you know, so I've got to kind of, you know, and I've got to keep that kind of trying to, you know, motivate them and saying, hey, we got to push the needle. We got to keep going. We got to keep going and keep going. And so, and, you know, there's a, there's always a finish line. and We got to work to this finish line to kind of, so now we can decompress. Okay. So it's eight weeks, whatever it eight weeks is, now we can decompress, take a little breath and then kind of revamp. So. Did I answer your question? Sorry, I'll get going. No, you know, you hit it, you hit it well on the motivation part, but, um, can you touch on your coaching style uh, uh, I feel from, like from beginning in? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm an intense guy, you know, and that, and that takes me and that and that's kind of carries over to the guys. I want to be felt like I want to I, – I need them to understand that whether we're, going, we're outside at 110 guys, you got to know that I'm right there. I'm right there on you. Whether I'm across the field or not, I'm on you. I'm watching every little thing. And I want them to know that. I want them to feel that because what, what does every athlete want? Every athlete wants to be personal trained per se, right? They want to say, hey, his eyes are on me. He's seeing what exactly what I'm doing. And I'm trying my best every day to say, hey, so I, yes, I, I'm loud. I'm intense. I'm running from sideline to sideline. I'm running from drill to drill. I'm trying to be teach at the same time and coach and, and all these things because I want them to understand that I'm right there with them. I'm right there on them, taking them through their exercise or taking them through their workout, you know? And so that, that's just my style. It's, it's, it's intense and it's on them. And, and I, I got to bring it every day. If I expect them to bring it, then I've got to be there every moment, every second. And, you know, and if I, if I feel that they're, they're kind of, kind of heading down that, that saying their, their intensity levels kind of drop a little bit, then that's my job. My job is to get it back up and let's go. 
you know, and that's, that's where I think that, you know, my style kind of helps out, you know, in doing those things. So, so real quick. So you've been, no, you're good. You, 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 you've been fortunate enough to be a head strength coach at two uh, universities, actually big universities. I um, mean, you've been assistant strength coach at many successful universities. So right. what, what, where I'm going, what question I'm asking you is, you know, as an assistant compared to a head, um, you're less in charge of, of the room and right. you're less in charge of the cultural piece. And now you're in charge of establishing that culture. You were at Boston College, too. Even though you were right. an assistant there before, Coming as a head, it's a different situation. Like, you can't be the same coach as when you were assistant because you probably could have been a little more down level on the guys. And I'm not saying yeah. you don't relate with them either way, but you have to control the room. So what do you do to build culture and to control that room? Uh, you somewhat of a butthead or an ass, but at the same time, you got to show them love, too. You got right. to. So – you go about building that culture how did you do it so i you know even even at boston college when i was at boston college as an assistant i I was known for being like the intense guy like i'm in their face like i'm in i'm in it so it wasn't that transition was was really easy now and now i i'll be honest with you because yeah and and the prior head street coach like I, i had to try to find that happy medium of like hey because he did such an unbelievable job there that you know, I didn't want to completely change everything that was going on. So, if, but I am going to put my personality in on it. And they, and what was great is I had a relationship with the seniors. I had prior, I had a prior relationship with the seniors and fifth year guys. And so it was very easy for me to come in there and be myself. And, you know, they were like, Hey, watch out. This guy, you know, he's coming, he'll come every day. And I, and that's what I, and I didn't want to, and what was great is I didn't have to change being myself, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, I have a head coach that's an intense guy and he's awesome to work for and stuff like that. And he, he's, he's motivating and we're, you know, we're pretty much aligned on that, on that side of it. So, you know, if I, if I had an issue and I, you know, I, I got built up a little much and he would, he would be right there to address some of it too, just to kind of give his little, give his uh, motivational spin to it too, you know? So, um, and it really, and not much has changed since coming to Colorado state. Um, you know, I still, am me and I, I don't ever want to change being me. And that's the thing. I don't want to become a head head strength coach and change on what, what got me here. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's putting in a lot of work, a lot of hours. Yes. But, you know, um, being accountable and being who I am is kind of, I think what helped me be where I'm at, to be honest with you. So for me to go change that would be kind of a, I would say like a slap in my own face, you know? So, um, and I got to keep being me and, and that's not going to change because I don't know any other way. You know, I, I was brought up by, you know, you know, who raised me in this business, you know, you answer me not raised me in this thing. And he, he would, he would go at you, you know? And then if I, if I was in the wrong and I could handle that and that's who, you know, and I try to be, and I'm not the answer me night, but I mean, part of it, a part of him has rubbed off on me and has helped me, be, you know, be who I am and be where I am. So. Thanks, Coach. Co- yeah, sorry Coach, about that. Let me, let me ask you, I'm, I'm really interested into the, you know, the technology is starting to really, really boom in our industry. Yeah. Uh, what technology do, do you 
utilize or you're a proponent of in your programming. On the flip side, the second piece of that question is, how do you uh, prevent that technology piece from becoming a crutch as well? Well, um, well, which, which I wish we had. I wish we had more access to a lot more things. I'll give you that. Uh, but we do have some access to certain things. So, you know, we have, um, you know, we have the tracking system that can, you know, we can hook bands up and different things like that. We do have, um, we have push that obviously um, tracks bar speed and things like that, which we utilize on a daily basis. Um, we also have. We have Polar that does all the heart rate and all different things like that out on our runs. And we do have, um, right now we're in a trial period with, um, with, um, uh, geez, Catapult, sorry. Yeah, Catapult. And uh, so we're using them right now and it's been awesome. And, you know, what's great about me, what's great with, with my hire with, with Nate Morris is he worked with Matt Van Dyke with, at the University of Texas, like his right-hand man and with Yancey. So, you know, what's great when I hired him is he was able to call Catapult right away, conversations, he's got all this data, he can cycle through it and kind of dumb it down for our staff, dumb it down for me, and kind of help us all understand everything that's going on. And, you know, especially with the bar speed stuff. I mean, when we when we got, I was lucky to, had, I was able to get Perch at, um, not Perch, but um, Push at Boston College, and they had it previously here. Which, because you know, you know what, you know our style, Swin is. We we want to move that bar fast, and that's what's going to give us like where we're heading, where we're going, and that's kind of where we're going to dictate what path we're on and what how we're how we're achieve, you know how we're progressing. So, you know, it's a huge thing to have um, because we're always saying we want a faster, explosive, bigger, stronger athlete. Well, you need to be able to besides the eye test, you need to be able to know what how you know what's going on, and it you know, it helps with a little bit of competition. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of competition. If someone's running fast one day or moving the bar fast and, and within the rack they're competing, like, heck yeah, let's go. It helps us compete within our racks, within our system, all about it. I'm all for it. So uh, I'm going to go on a, on a little more of a negative side, but how do you over, yeah. able to overcome um, so in your career, obviously no one lives a perfect career where they're as they're a coach, strength coach, and everybody thinks they're the greatest thing. Coaches, no one doubts them. You're going to have that point where a player comes to you, um, says, Hey, I don't like what you're doing coach, or I don't believe in what you're doing. Even a coach can be a position coach or whoever. Um, and they tell you you're wrong. How do you go about handling that without biting their head off, um, scream down their throat, but more of, you want them to buy in too. So yeah. what kind of, what's your, what's your uh, doing that? Um, you know, like for a player, for a player, it's all about like from day one, they get in here. You, they understand that um, you might be doing different things at home or doing different styles or whatever it is, but you still, a lot of this can be similar in a way. So it's like learning our verbiage, learning our style, learning our techniques and things like that. Um, now that's easy. That's the easy part of it because they, they really like you want me to coach you, coach you hard, then you gotta be doing what we're doing. You gotta be doing, you gotta be bought in and, and trust is all that. Like, trust me, we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna take care of you. You do this for this amount of time. We are gonna take care of you on the back end. So, you know, it's that's the big part of us is is trusting each other. And that's what, you know, and that's what this program's built on, and that's what our style is built on, too. Um, now a coaching side of it, that that happens a lot. Um, but 
and not not per se with me, but to a daily basis, like if like, you know, let's say you're in season and you're squatting and you're, you know, I, my, my uh, former line coach at Boston College, he would kind of pick at you a little bit. He's like, my guy's legs are tired and everything's like that. I'm like, yeah. But we go to Syracuse and rush for over 250 yards. They're fine. They're great. You know, they'll be okay. Trust me. You know, and so, and we take care of them. I'm like, that's on a Sunday. They got a day to recover. We'll be fine. So it's kind of like saying, hey, you know, if you show them examples and, and kind of say, hey, you know, so-and-so's gotten bigger. He's gotten more explosive. His, you know, this, these measurables have happened. We see this happening. And he's progressing within the program, you know, because that's what's, to be honest with you, keeping bar speed, you can watch a guy progress as you, as you're, as through your program. So it's very easy to say, well, huh, well, he's moving it faster than so-and-so that's fresh, you know, and, you know, and here this and that. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, as a head strength coach, you're worrying about the injury side of it. So it's kind of like more like, you don't, you're trying to prevent all this stuff and you're like sitting there going like, Hey, did we do enough or did we do too much? And that's the constant weight that's on me 24 seven, you know, and you know, I'll, I'll, you can ask my staff like that, that scares the crap out of me, you know, on a daily basis. Now I try not to show it and I try to fight through all that, but I'm like, you know, with, without changing too much, we got to keep pushing, you know, at some point. So. Did I answer that? Coach yeah. 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 No. I, I think it's, it's spot on. Like, Use past examples, like you said. Hey, 250 yards rushing. I think the plan is is straight. Like you're right, the proof's in the pudding, and I think that's right. really what you got to. That's how you relate to them. You try to talk to football coach strength conditioning in season. They see football. So if you talk football to football with them, they go, "Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Language is important. It's everything." Exactly, Coach Decree. Yes, sir. Uh, coach. Uh, Speaking about your program, where do you get your your continuing education, your knowledge from? What type of books do you like to read? Um, where, where do you like to pull? Even even if it's just because uh, you spoke about Coach McKnight and some other mentors that you have, um, how do you you know stay on the cutting edge of what's going on and what is going to benefit your athletes and as well as yourself and your staff, making sure that everybody stays abreast. So at for me, I've got um, I've got three kids that are under the age of six. Okay, um, and we just moved. We're doing all this, and we moved um, in the past year. We've moved twice. So I mean, to be honest with you, right now, not very many books I'm reading. Articles, yeah, we'll try to read some articles. I try to watch these seminars and watch coaches because I mean, getting a feel for what other people are doing around the country is a big, big part of trying to kind of develop and grow. Now, for me, for me. Even I try to go, Hey, I try to get my staff involved, like go find certain articles. Let's say, Hey, if we have some hamstring issues, let's go, um, how can we, you know, how, just in case we, you know, we had a freshman come in with an ACL and had a prior ACL deal. Like, let's go, let's go on our part and try to find the best articles we possibly can on training these different things. I'll, I'll reach out to different people and say, Hey, what do you guys have? Let's read up on these things and kind of present them as a group and try to, you know, try to, come up with a plan, you know, whether to attack these things that could possibly come up or, Hey, what can, um, you know, I've got one guy, yeah, I've got one guy that right now that's, I've said, Hey, you know, I got different coaches grabbing different things. Cause we gotta, we gotta still stay active with our team. We still gotta get in front of our team and say, Hey, you know, I need, I need one guy doing sprint mechanics on what they can be improving 
on a daily basis, you know, give me two articles a week on what we can send to our team and say, hey, this will improve your sprint mechanics. This will improve everything, you know, before they come back. And then I've got, you know, one guy motivational. He's just a motivational guy that sits there and go, hey, uh, he he's go, goes and grabs articles or different things he can find to say to help motivate these guys on a, on a weekly basis. And, you know, and then uh, the other guy doing different strength exercise, different, you know, one guy saying, hey, while you're at home, like what's different things that you can possibly do? So that's all he does is research and grabs a couple articles a week to say, hey, a guy's using a water jug in this way. A guy's uh, using, built his own rack and doing this, you know. Um, so it's it's really trying to get the, the my staff involved to try to help me out because my time, I mean, and you know, as a strength coach and, and especially with kids and, and moving and all this stuff, it's, it's hard. It's like to sit down there and, and try to, you're hoping things cross your plate to try to read an article here or there. But by the time putting the kids to bed, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed myself. So it's, it's, you know, books are a little light right now. If it's, you know, if it's a, if it's a small book, I can read it. If it's a magazine article or something like that, I can get a hold of it. But right now trying to sit down there and just read a book would be extremely hard. So you know, and it's really, I rely on calling mentors and calling different things like this, you know, um, Hey, we did this two years ago. You know, do you remember the protocol and what we, you know, how we dealt with this, you know, those type of things. So. No. And again, that's a coach. That's what's crazy. And awesome is that's, uh, I mean, really the reason for this podcast, the power of the story, people overlook that and they think they have to get to the research, the science, they have to dive so much, which overall, your influence, your success comes off the story. The story of, just like you said, what happened here? Really, that's a story that influenced the path of where your team went. And I think that's kind of, as you go, you get to the back end of your career, because I think you're right there in the hot spot of your career. But when you get to the back end, you'll look back and, and you'll have other people through your tree call you and they'll be like, coach, same thing. And and, and I think that that story piece uh, will be powerful to them um, as it is now. So, uh, a really, last thing I want to ask before I kind of turn it over to you, Coach. Um, what do you What do you do, uh, or what do you have? Uh, I guess advice for young coaches getting into this field. Um, what do you have for them? You know, I, I feel lucky. I feel that I was extremely lucky to kind of run into who I ran into um, at at the age I was. Um, to say for young coaches is. To me, and, and how I did this, and if I wanted to be a strength coach, I, you know, I've got two parts of this, and this is kind of how I grew up, is like, find that guy within that, within that group, whether it's, because now, now you have multiple strength coaches working on, on staff, so find that guy that you connect with, that you, that you feel is going to grow and go somewhere and do things, and leave yourself vulnerable to do whatever he wants, and I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm saying, Lock into his side. If he needs you to stay up there till six and do something, if he needs you to, um, like, for example, when Coach McKnight, he asked me to one time go, uh, he wanted me to help him make a manual, you know, and I was his demo guy. And I, I sat there for hours and hours and he would take, you know, pictures of me. So he put pictures of the manual, whatever it takes to help that person out. Cause all it's going to do is help you grow. All it's going to do is you, the more time you spend with someone, the more you learn the more you can kind of figure it out and kind of uh, start kind of planning this thing. And then my second part is, and I, I've, I've had a lot of different head string coaches is when you're a young guy and you're assistant and you happen to go through some changes, some coaching changes is be open 
don't be so closed off to like what you guys did is exactly what should have, you know, what is the only way? Cause I, I think that gets people in trouble, you know, more often than not that, that be adaptable, be who, who, okay. It's a new system. Learn that new system and then take what you like. And if you don't like some stuff, don't, don't use it, but try to take it and say, Hey man, this is pretty awesome. This is pretty cool. Have an open mind and, and be able to grow because if not, then you're not going to, you'll sit there and be stuck. It's, at some point you're going to be, you know, kind of looking back and going, man, I wish I, I could learn this part because maybe you work for a head coach that had that style and you need to kind of adapt your style to that, to, to the way that was, that he's used to. So, you know, that would be my advice is lock in with someone that's, that, that, you know, that you can grow with and that you can kind of, that will help develop you and that, you, you know, will help you get jobs in the future. And then, you know, just be an open book, be open and, and be willing to learn other systems, other styles and other coaching techniques. And, and then that way you can understand because the more, you know, the more you can work for a lot of different people and you have no worries about, you know, job security and different things like that. So, you know, I, I think the beauty of, of everything you've said today is this coach, you can read a book all day long and you can hear somebody say, I do this all day long, but until you go live it and be a part of it, it's not real. Meaning I can tell you, Hey, this is what I do. But probably when I say that, that's, that's what I actually do 1% of the time in the perfect scenario where all my athletes have eaten steak and potatoes and they're completely hydrated and they feel like they're freaking rock stars and, and we train and we, we, we smash PRs. But same time, in all reality, day-to-day fluctuates. You know, I broke up with my girlfriend, my mom is in the hospital, whatever it is, and you got to be able to adapt to a coach. And, and the only way you can truly see a – success is when you are able to see and connect with that person individually. And I think that's the beauty of it. You know, I, I hate when people say, well, I do all these things or I, I, I've seen what all these people do on one day. And there's so much more, so many more depths to that. And you can see you as a person can develop so much more if you really understand the whole system and, and the trials when things are great and when they're hard, because yeah. last year was hard for you by Boston college. Yeah. You guys, I mean, y'all still finished 500 which right. is still damn good in the, in the, in the conference you're in. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, it was compared when you were assistant there and you guys were at the top of the world and, right. and very successful, you, you have to find out who you are as a person. you got to find out what, what motivates your, your athletes as a coach because um, it's different. I mean, the, the answer to, to everything is winning. It is really at the end of the day. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you got to coach a lot less. Not saying you don't have to be who you are, but it's a lot less. There's a lot less people you got to get on, um, a lot less things you got to do, and you can literally push forward and just be successful. While when things get hard and things might not be successful because you're starting running back towards ACL, and that puts a deficit on you for the season, you got to do things to kind of rally people accordingly, and you got to be probably more consistent than you've ever been as a coach because they need the consistency more than anything when things are hard because right. eventually you're just chipping away hoping to just get right back to where you got to get to. Um, exactly. So last piece I want to, I want to open up to you, uh, coach is um, the knowledge nugget section. So um, anything uh, that you want to instill upon this uh, audience, a platform that you feel that's important, you know, if it can be about you, it can be about your experiences, it can be a story. Um, it can be whatever you feel, but like, this is you, this last part is you coach McClafferty and just kind of have at it. Um, uh, 
as me growing, like, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of tell, tell you this is like, as a, and this is maybe back for the last question as a young guy is like, don't be afraid to work other sports too. Um, you know, and, and my thing is, is I got to, I got the advantage of when, when I was going through, it wasn't all just football. You did, you worked everything. It was, you know, you had five, nine sports, whatever. It didn't matter. What, whatever got the job done, you put the hours in, you had multiple sports. Um, you know, and nowadays I, I think some of these guys that are interning don't get that, you know, they're interning football only, they're doing this. Um, and don't be afraid to kind of go to the Olympic side and, and, and venture there or the football side and try to learn what they're doing. Cause you know, some of your best guys are going to guys, guys that come from baseball. You know, if you're striving to be a football strength coach, you know, baseball guys for, for, um, you know, quarterbacks or whatever it is trying to sit there and, or basketball guys that play day in and day out, you know, what's their recovery like? What's, you know, what's a pitcher's recovery like? Those things can help you in the long run. Um, and kind of having a different angle and a different um, perspective of different teams and different styles and different things that you have to do. It makes you think outside the box, you know? And so I think those helps you. So, you know, my little nugget would be like, be open to, you know, different, different sports, different athletes, and it'll help you in the long run as a, as a young guy. So. I guess last thing I want to leave the audience with uh, today is how, how do you see, um, this rolling back to reality for you guys, like what y'all's plan right now, if you can say it. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't need, again, I don't need to know all the X's and O's of it, but right. kind of how do you see getting your athletes back to normal? I mean, because NSCA and CSCA, they put out certain parameters that they would right. rec- or recommendations. Uh, but how do you guys see that? Like, I, I've heard some people say, hey, we're bringing guys in for 14 days. We're quarantining them and then we're going to start training. Or I've seen some guys saying, hey, depending on where they come from, they might put some guys in that. Um, just, I'm curious to see that, you know, where we're at right right now, like I told you earlier, uh, with our soldiers, we're bringing them in literally by, by position really in your state. Right. So we know if anything pops up from the COVID thing, we can identify exactly where they're at and we can control that group and continue forward with everybody else. So kind of, how do you guys see it? So we have a lot of different plans like out there and and kind of things that we're kind of going back and forth and, um, you know, it's all going to be dictated like what, you know, how other conferences move for us. I mean, to be honest with you. And then we have to, you know, we have to wait for the state, the state to kind of allow us to open up since we're a state school. Um, we're not, you know, just because gyms open up down the street doesn't mean we can open our gym up. It, it's kind of like one of those that you're a state school. So you have to abide by the, you know, the government and kind of see what they're kind of, of higher education and how they're going to let you in. Um, we have a bunch of different plans and a bunch of different scenarios um, on how we're going to get this done. I think we do. And I'm working with, you know, I'm lucky to have a, 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 an athletic director that's, you know, that's tied in with, we have an, an, a performance athletic director also that's been here for multiple years and very intelligent and kind of, he's watching every movement of this. And so you can say you can bring your guys in and quarantine them. Are they really going to quarantine like, let's be honest, like, you know, I, I bring 17, 18 year old kids here. Are they really going to quarantine? You do the best you can. But if we can, you know, in our, one of our deals is like, let's get them outside. Let's get them out in the fresh air where we can separate ourselves and, and really spread out. And if that's spending a week outside training or two weeks to kind of, because everything's a progression, you have to master one progression to move to the next progression. So in saying that we've got to master this one progression, then maybe we can get inside and kind of start doing some things. But you tell me we can't get things done outside and different things like that. We can bring some equipment, whatever we have to do, and section them off in pods. You know, then we have a capability. Now, 
we're also trying to limit our, our like if, if I get sick, I, I want to limit the people I affect or that I have contact with. So that's another scenario. So it's like, Hey, if, if it's the, the 10 less, you know, if it's the 10 and less then I need to say, Hey, I've only been in contact with these nine guys. Like this is it. The other guys are great. So they can keep training. Someone can just fill in my spot until my 14 days are up and then I can get back in, you know, that type of deal. So those different scenarios are going on and we're having those conversations. I think it's great right now. So, you know, we'll see how, you know, hopefully in the near future, but you know, a lot of our stuff's going to dictate from, you know, bigger conferences, things like that. So. All right. Well, to honor your time. We're at uh, the uh, 59 of the hour. So I want to wow. hold to that to hold to you. And uh, I want to thank you, Scotty, um, for being a friend, being a, a mentor in some fashions, being a, a, a definitely a, a resource for, uh, for knowledge and understanding, you know, in any aspect of, of this field and just being, again, just being a great resource over the years. It's been a long time and very Same fortunate to, and been very fortunate that, to, to, to have you in that 15, but have you on today just to hear a little bit about you. I, I want this to be for people that don't really might not even know these coaches because, you know, it's, unless you are this, flamboyant person that literally almost are on a billboard you're not known and I think there's so many great coaches out there with so many great understandings and great character people like you are and I think that's important so thank you for that thank you for appreciate your ability that. and your time to, today coach and yeah, uh, thanks guys best of luck man all I right appreciate it yeah all right brother we'll see you. later man Bye. Bye.